Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by Joyful Jim. Uh, I got to say, Jim, I am, uh, I've am i been going through it a little bit lately. I've been pumped up reading Pell's news, getting ready for the season. That big win against the Pistons did not uh, sate my thirst. I'm ready for some more wins. Let's talk about some Pell's, my friend. Yeah, I mean, this was a great last couple days. I mean, the way the back-to-back started was not great. They were down 22 points against Oklahoma City, but they come back and all the way and win that game. It was a little tight at the end, a little nail-biting, nerve-wracking, but they picked up a victory. So, And, I mean, so many good things happened as well in the win over Detroit. It's kind of funny to think that, you know, I'm sure we're going to go through the list of just positives that happened in the game against the Pistons, but that wasn't even – I mean, so many excellent things happened against Detroit, but to me that wasn't even, like, the most noteworthy win of the two. So you know things are going well when you have that situation where they come back from 20-plus against Oklahoma City win – Come back the next night. They have multiple players out, even beyond the multiple players that we already had out. And, I mean, so many players stepped up. Um, In the situation that they're in right now where, you know, you already had three rotation guys out before the season started. Um, Zion and Brandon Ingram were not playing last night. B.I.'s been out for a few games. That was Zion's first DMP. Um, Bunch of different players. Matt Ryan makes the first start of his NBA career. Uh, I'll oh. just score 20 points. I'll yeah, make, no big deal. I'll, I'll make six three-pointers. Jordan Hawkins um, made his third start of his career. They're 2-1 and one in the games that he started. Uh, Dyson Daniels has been in kind of that six-man role, I yeah. think, from the beginning. He's getting a nice opportunity to contribute a ton. Played 25 minutes last night. And then a guy you know, like Darian Sebron got to play 13 minutes. So, and, and pretty much across the board, I mean, these guys that are playing more than you would have expected even going into Thursday morning um, are all delivering and, and contributing a lot. So that's how you end up with a 4-1 and one start despite yeah. having 
a handful of guys that haven't been able to play. There's various teams around the league that have guys out and are saying, you know, we're not winning because of that. Right. And the Pelicans have still been able to prevail. So that's, that, that's a really good sign. Unfortunately, we've had to sort of deal with some of those lineups with our star players out. I guess that gives us a little bit of history, but what is great to see is the CJ McCollum Renaissance. Mm. Uh, people are really starting to, to appreciate him out loud. 33 points to beat the Pistons in that game. 125, 116. I feel like CJ has been absolutely clutch lately. Yeah, and I think if you were making a case that he was hampered by injury last year and that was part of why he had some stretches where he struggled, I think your case is very much building right now because the way that he started the season has been very impressive. I mean, like I said, with two of the other three, two of the three top scorers out of the lineup last night, you know the other team is going to come at you and they're going to run some extra defenders at you, and he still was able to go for 33 like you mentioned. Um, had five assists, 10 for 11 from the free throw line, which is big because the Pelicans did a huge turnaround on free throws um, compared to the OKC game. So, yeah, really good start for C.J. McCollum and much needed. We were, we were on a back-to-back. I know you've got lots of notes. You've got your gym journal packed. What have you been seeing from these Pelicans? Now, Jordan Hawkins has been sort of thrown into the deep end early, and mm-hmm. he's had some growing pains. I don't want people to get too down on him. It seems like the kid still has confidence. He's still an effective shooter when he gets his spots. just seems like he's still adjusting to the NBA a little bit. Yeah, that shot looks so pretty. I mean, he, he has had a couple games where he struggled to make them. I mean, he was, he was one for seven last night from the field and one for five on threes against Detroit. That's going to happen. Um, his percentage so far is is kind of low. I mean, he's shooting 27% from three, right. but as I said, the his shot looks so good that, I mean, I feel like it's just a matter of time before those are going to go in. Yeah, and, and the coach has told him, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. It seems like he's taking it to heart. It's only a matter of time before they start falling for the kid because, as you said, his shot is so pretty. Um, and what that can unlock for this Pelicans team, especially at a time when we're hampered by injury, could be huge. Definitely. And, I mean, you know, one of the things that we talked about before the season even started was, you know, the Pelicans' three-point shooting. They were kind of a – they were very low-volume team last year, and one of the goals was to get more of those up this season. I feel like they're definitely accomplishing that so far. They've been kind of middle of the pack in attempts. And they were 15th in three-point percentage last year. Um, that's decent. Yeah. But you don't have Trey Murphy, so you're concerned about that. But. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the stats through the first five games, um, CJ on super high volume, nine attempts a game is shooting 41%. Jonas is shooting 43%. Matt Ryan with his incredible six for eight game last night is now 41% from three. So, I mean, between those three guys and a couple other people have contributed, Larry Nance Jr. is two for four. That's 50%. Granted, a little bit of low volume, but he's not going to take a bunch of those, but... You add up all of those guys together, and I feel like the the quote unquote problem has not been much of an issue so far. I mean, the the, the Golden State game was really kind of everything went against them. Yeah. Um. But but other than that, I mean, we're talking four wins and and a lot of good contributions. Jim, one thing that uh, we know keeps happening: the ball games don't stop coming. We've got another one coming up, and uh, the Pelicans are going to continue to test their metal. And uh, you know what I'm super excited about? A bit of a homecoming on this podcast. My man, Mr. Daniel Salerson, talking Hawks. I could not be more pumped. I don't even know if I'd have woken up this morning without Daniel Salerson being the guest. Uh, as much as I enjoy your shining face, Jim. Uh, but man, uh, gl- great to, to hear from the guy who started over here with the Pels. You know him. You love him. We're excited to have him. 
Yeah, looking forward to speaking with Daniel about the Hawks. You know, Saturday's game is going to be, I think, pretty interesting. You have two teams that are playing really well. Pelicans are 2-0 and uh, off the back-to-back. The Hawks have won three games in a row. The Atlanta's had a pretty streaky start to the season, which is something that we're going to ask him about. So um, not sure what Hawks team to expect, but, I mean, they're – they just beat Milwaukee the other night by a big margin at Milwaukee, which was a stunner for a lot of people. Kind of hard to figure them out, but that's something that we'll try to get to the bottom with with Mr. Salerson. It's early in the season. Maybe by the end of the interview, I'll be able to convince him to grow out his Trey Young hair. We will see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying for a while. I've been trying it with everybody. I just want everyone to grow out Trey Young hair. But Mr. Salerson is coming up, and we are so excited to talk to him. So let's get to the magic man himself. Here's Daniel Salerson. Oh, you've heard that before, friends of the Pelicans podcast. You've heard it for many, many years, and you're going to hear it again because he's with us again. The rock guitars follow him everywhere he goes. It's not his fault, uh, but Mr. Daniel Salerson covering the Hawks, the hated Hawks. We got him on the podcast. So excited to have you, Daniel. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great now that I get to hear your voice and get to speak to you and Jim. So it, it's a great day. I appreciate you having me on the old podcast. Oh, well, it's it's the house that Salerson built. I'm just uh, I'm just living in it. But, man, uh, we are we are off to a, an oh, odd start, it seems. Maybe both of us. How do you feel about that Atlanta Hawks team as the season starts fresh? And, and what do you hope to, to see sort of rounded out early here? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like the Hawks, they kind of got off to a bumpy start with their first two losses, uh, one at Charlotte and one at home against New York. So 0-2 wasn't exactly how you wanted to start, I guess, year two of the Quinn Snyder era, even though he was there for half a year last year. Um, but then they've won three in a row, and they've won it in kind of different ways. You know, they've won at Milwaukee. It was, a, you know, a wire-to-wire win for them, which is something you probably won't see a lot when you're facing Giannis and Dame Lillard these days. And then you're on the second night of a back-to-back and came out horribly against the Timberwolves, down 20-some points, came back and won that game. And then for the third game in a row, you were up big against Washington, almost blew that one at the end, but were able to hold on, and that's where they get to that three and two. So what's funny is the roster hasn't changed that much since last year, but you have a full training camp, a full offseason with Quinn Snyder, and I think that's why they brought him back, brought him in last year after the All-Star break to kind of get him a head start. And so expectations, I think, are a little higher in Atlanta, but, you know, with not a lot of roster movement, I think everyone's still waiting to see how this team will, will how will be. You know, Daniel, it's just great to have you back on the Pelicans podcast. Yes. And by the way, you know, Joe was saying to me before we started recording, he's like, make sure you bring up the Braves Phillies NLDS series. Yeah, and it. I was like, no, man, that's that's rude. I don't want to do that. I don't want to welcome. I don't want to come in hot. I haven't talked to him on the show in a while. I don't want to be rude to him. So I was like, OK, you're right. I finally won the argument though, and was like, "I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to bring that up on the show." Yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, good but for you. Go- going to the uh, Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving forward to the Atlanta Hawks, you know, you talked about how they've had kind of a um, up and down start so far. Started out zero and two, won three in a row. Um, what have you seen so far? I th- feel like a lot of people around the league have been wondering about Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. That combination when they kind of joined forces last season, it f- it seemed like everybody was had, you know, really high hopes and expectations for them. Um, How have they looked so far in the first uh, five games of the season? Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. They've looked a lot better. Um, we, I will admit that last year, I think it was a little rocky for both of them to adjust to kind of the new responsibilities with, with both of them. I would say being ball dom- dominant and, and playing with each other, I think Quinn tried to stagger them a little bit as much as they can. Obviously, they started mm-hmm. at the same time, but I think a lot of them thrived when um, they were you know, not in the lineup at the same time all the time. But I think they've gotten better. I mean, last game, they both had over 20 points and five assists. That's only happened, I think, 20 times since uh, last season for them. They're 14 and six when they do that. So I think it's more of an adjustment for both of them as far as how they can kind of figure out which ways to not only make themselves better, but how to help others around them when they're both on the floor. So I think so far it's it's kind of been an early sample size, but I feel like they're improving on that. I think it's just time will tell, see if really Quinn Snyder can get them to buy into. I'm not saying they're not bought into what they're trying to do here, but it is an adjustment when you're kind of having to, you know, trade used to being that number one point guard. And I think he still is, but so is DeJounte uh, back in San Antonio. So it's been an adjustment for both, but I feel like early on, it, it's been a little smoother than it was last year. You know, Daniel, I know you're in another state and you're unfortunately not here anymore, but I know you keep an eye on the Pelicans as well. I mean, what if, what is your impression and assessment of them so far? The fact that they're four and one and the fact that, you know, they've, Obviously, they had multiple guys out of the lineup, but they've still been able to get off to this kind of start. It's been quite impressive, and I've actually been able to watch a few of them since they've been on national television a lot lately, which yeah. is good, especially that Oklahoma State Thunder comeback. Um, so, look, I was excited to see how they would look when healthy, and I think we're still trying to figure that out, which was you know something that we've all dealt with in the past with them. But um, you know, the fact that I think the most impressive victory was against Detroit, just from the fact that you had no Zion, you had no Brandon Ingram, you had a guy like Matt Ryan who drained six threes. Um, it, you have others stepping up, and I think that's what's most exciting about this Pelican squad is they're four and one without being fully healthy. You're missing your best three point shooter in Trey Murphy. You're missing one of your guys off the bench in Jose Alvarado who provides a spark, that energy, mm-hmm. that hustle. 
He still haven't had Brandon Ingram for a lot. Hopefully that right knee tendonitis feels better. And uh, look, I mean, there's I, I might be missing someone as far as the injury list is concerned. But at the same time, um, I like what I've seen from Jordan Hawkins. He, his confidence from shooting from three is there. Um, he just has that kind of quiet swagger to him that I, I really enjoy. And look, that 4-1 starts not surprising. I think the sky's the limit for them when they can get fully healthy and, you know, add Trey back into the, the starting lineup and see what happens. But it's been pretty impressive what they've, what they've done uh, despite having the injuries to start the season. Yeah, I think Joe and I, That's you mentioned Jordan Hawkins' confidence. I mean, for a rookie to come in and look that way is really a good sign. I mean, there's a couple other players on the Pelicans that have come in the last couple of years, including somebody like Trey Murphy, who's panned out and turned into a really good player. But I don't think necessarily at the very – it wasn't maybe necessarily a confidence thing, but the results weren't there right away. So for Jordan to be able to step into the starting lineup and – and be like, yeah, I belong here, and this is where I'm supposed to be. That's that's definitely a positive. So, yeah, and I like that is the Jim Jim Eichenhall for swagger too. You taught him well, you know, right when he got in, Jim sort of taught him. Of you course, know, the, the swagger of, class. Keep shooting. That's part of being in this franchise is you have to pick up, you know, the swag that I I, I <laughs> provide to everyone. So yeah. Jim brings well, the swag. You know, I played the ball with Jim a lot. You know, during my ten years there in New Orleans, and Jim had the same swagger on the basketball court as he was <laughs> off the court. I mean, oh yeah, see him on the court threes, whether he, whether he has kind of that, I, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say the Jordan Poole confidence where he, you know, turns around <laughs> and then when he shoots and then misses right. it. No, but I've never done time, that. Jim, Jim, Jim knows what he's doing. That, 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 I can see that maybe on media day, Jim was like, all right, listen, Jordan, here's how it's really done. And, <laughs> yep. you know, it, it paid off for him on the court. And I think Jim deserves a lot of credit for the start that Jordan Hawkins had. That's the baptism, man. When <laughs> I first started full-time with the Pelicans, I remember every day for about a month, Jim would just put a goal on top of my head and dunk on me right when I walked in the door. <laughs> and uh, it set the tone. I knew, you know, how I had to be. I knew I had to be locked in. Uh, yet we, we were talking about Jordan Hawkins. And, you know, he's, he's had some some sort of – Rough stretches, but it seems like his confidence isn't lacking. the sh- The shot, the stroke is is smooth. It look, it's a beautiful shot. It only it seems like it's just a matter of time before that starts going in, and that's going to add a huge element to this team, especially when they need some uh, you know, some spacing on the floor. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is the three point shooting for this team. And look, I mean, they came out of their slump uh, yesterday against Detroit. I mean, that was a a huge way, especially the way they shot against Oklahoma City in that first half of mm-hmm. three, and then how they turned it around in the second half, and then carried that over into that Detroit game, despite, you know, traveling in that day, which is a, a hard thing to do as yeah. well. Um, you're absolutely right, Joe. The fact that you want Jordan to keep shooting those shots because you know they're going to fall. You don't want him to lack that confidence. You want him to start not trusting his shot because that's what got him to the NBA in the first place. So I think the best recipe is for him to keep shooting. The looks are there. The confidence is there. You know the shots are going to start to fall. And once they do, like you said, can you imagine how tougher they're going to be mm-hmm. in trying to spend Jordan Hawkins when you get Trey Murphy back, yep. you're going to have to worry about him. You have Zion and B.I. on the floor at the same time. That's where it gets dangerous for other teams and worrying about the Pelicans is once those three-point shooters are on the court with them, it's pick your poison time. And most yeah. of the time, whatever you pick, it's probably going to be wrong if the Pelicans <laughs> are shooting well. Yeah, we very much look forward to that, Daniel, that when the full roster is out there, I do think yes. that they will have plenty of shooting. Speaking of things to look forward to, I feel like the timing of us getting you on today We'd be remiss to not mention the, kind of the in-season tournament and kind of get your thoughts on it. W- what are what do you think overall of the just the idea, the the concept of it? Is it something that you thought was a good idea? Something you you were in favor of? Yes and no. I get why they're doing it, but I kind of want to see 
what I think more of what the players, if they like it or not, and even the fans, uh, is there mm-hmm. going to be much bragging rights? You know, whoever wins this first midseason tournament, obviously for the players, and I think now the coaches, they announced there is some financial, you know, you know, benefit for winning this thing or going to the semifinals and the finals. But what about the fans? Are, are they going to be like other leagues, you know, where soccer and the Premier League mm-hmm. and they have all these different cups and championships? That you know, those are really important. Is the midseason tournament going to be like that? I guess what's the value for a team winning it besides you know the financial implication? So that's what I really want to see as far as the fans, how they embrace it, and if it's something like, look, if the Pelicans win, is there going to be a banner going up in the Smoothie King Center? You know, for the midseason tournament champions, is there going to be a parade or is it a half parade because it's the midseason? Maybe they just go down Tom Benson Way and circle yeah. around. Sure. That will be a chance. You and you and Joe are riding in convertible with shades on and champagne yeah. As we always so, do, though. <laughs> I, you do that anyway, but yeah. maybe there at least there's a reason for you doing it <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they, it, but I, I, I think it's kind of a wait and see. I like that Adam Silver's trying things, and I, I like the hype. Uh, I like that you know there's different uniforms, different courts. I, you know, I, I wish I was colorblind with some of these courts the way they're looking at <laughs> yeah. these photos. But at the same time, um, I think it'll be fun. I, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, we were uh, actually talking about on a previous podcast. So some of these courts look like uh, laser tag arenas or something. It's a little odd, uh, but it is going to be fun. We, we were sort of talking about the same thing. The in-season tournament is intriguing, and I like that Adam Silver has been trying new things. A lot of leagues are just content to just stick the same old product out there, unchanged year after year. He is tinkering, and he is trying to see what fan interest is going to be. It's just odd to me that it's this early in the season that you're going to start to see this uh, start to – take hold because for me, I thought an in-season tournament would be maybe those fringe teams that are kind of hanging outside the playoffs that might have an, an entry key in. Whereas starting this early, I think a lot of fans are going to have to adjust to how this tournament works, what the rules are, what the parameters are for advancing. seems like it might be a little confusing at first. Yeah, I totally get that. I think maybe I can't speak for Adam Silver. Maybe some of the reasoning is, is look, a lot of people think that during this part of the NBA season, everyone's paying attention to football, NFL, college football. And then once Christmas starts, you know, with the big games and everyone kind of focuses on the NBA. I think maybe this kind of one draws attention to the fact that there is something bigger happening in the beginning of the year. So maybe more fans will tune in to kind of see what this in-season tournament is all about. Yeah, the group plays kind of like a World Cup in soccer. Um, it is just kind of confusing as far as the schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Look, a lot of people complain about whether the regular season, what's the point of it? You know, you know, you have players resting a lot. Yep. Um, you know, that's been a point of emphasis as far as not resting guys uh, as far as nationally televised games. So I think this is more of an incentive to do it early and be like, hey, these games matter. You need to you need to play your players. And if you do, here's how you could be rewarded by winning a ton of money and playing in this midseason tournament. So I, I, I agree with you. I get why Adam Silver is doing it. And I think this is kind of going to be a trial run. Look, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Joe. If, if it goes well or something needs to be tinkered, then maybe you, you know, you move it till afterwards where more people can focus on it once football season ends. So I definitely think that this will be a good test for them and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting experiment. There are going to be some growing pains, I'm sure, but I just appreciate that it's happening. We'll see how it goes. Mr. Daniel Salerson, I swear you are missed every single day here in the uh, Pelicans facility. Not a day goes by where Jim and I don't sign and go, ah, remember Daniel, uh, so we, you are missed, my friend. Please tell the people how to check you out uh, when you host the Atlanta Journal-Constitution podcast with Lauren Williams. Uh, please tell people how to find you out on the web. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. 
or um, I doubt any of you in New Orleans have a subscription to the Atlanta Journal Constitution, but it's in there <laughs> yeah. as well. But anywhere you get your podcast, it comes out every week. There's actually a new one out today just talking about the Hawks' three-game winning streak. We also do a little deep dive on, on the New Orleans Pelicans Ooh, since I have excellent. a little bit of familiarity with them. Nice. We do preview tomorrow's game uh, against the, the Hawks, and so um, I'm looking forward to that game too. I think it's a great test for both teams to kind of see where both of them at, especially if you do get Brandon Ingram back in the fold. Uh, I think it'll be an early in-season test, and I think it'll be a great game. And, I, again, I appreciate you having me on. This just made my day that I get to talk to you both, and uh, I hope you all are doing very well. Man, we're, we're doing as well as we can be without Salerson in our direct lives, but we're doing well, man. Thanks so much for hopping on, and uh, best of luck to your team. Not too much luck, uh, but you never know. You're, there might be some New Orleanians who are subscribed to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution just to be moles, to get the uh, inside info. So keep them coming, man. <laughs> hey, I just root for both teams that have fun tomorrow. Yeah, let's so all hard. just have fun. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. That's yeah. nice. That's the classic Salerson outro that we needed. Daniel, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Good luck to your Hawks this season. Again, not too much. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again. All right. Thanks, Boo. Oh my goodness gracious, my heart and my soul are full, Jim. You in studio, Daniel Salerson on the telephone. The, the sun is a little warmer and brighter. I feel good. Uh, but as we were talking about with Mr. Salerson, I still feel like a lot, based on the, the tweets I see, based on the calls we get, a lot of people still are trying to figure out this tournament. And I don't know if we helped him on this podcast as much as we, we may have wanted to, but again, Jim's got a huge map up there. Like he's got a huge conspiracy theory, <laughs> and he will help us through it. Yes. So, uh, so Jim, walk walk the dummies like me uh, through this, please. So basically, you have five teams in each group that the NBA has divided up, kind of randomly drawn. In the Pelicans group, the other four teams are Denver, Dallas, the Clippers, and Houston. Those five teams are going to play each other team once. So that'll be a total of four games, and then after the group stage and pool play. If you have the best record in your group, you will advance to the quarterfinals, which is, you know, the top eight teams in the NBA will still be alive and have a chance. Um, there will be one team from each group. There's three groups in both the East and the West, and then there will be one wild card. So one of the things, I mean, to try to be concise and kind of get to the point, one of the things that I've kind of thought about and noted, I, there hasn't been a ton of discussion about this yet, but... I mean, to me, you basically are only going to be able to lose one game in group play in the pool play part of it and still, I think, have a chance. If you go two and two out of your four games, I think mathematically you're pretty much done. It's going to be impossible. Yeah. So there, even though the, the group stage in the pool play isn't sudden death and it's not you know elimination kind of setup, it still is such where you, there's just not a lot of margin for error. So you need to try to finish three and one or four and oh to be able to advance. Um, four and zero will definitely get you to the next round. Three and one, you'll still have an opportunity, depending on a billion other outcomes and such. But that's basically what the way the setup is. Um, Pelicans start on November 10th, which is a week from today at Houston. That's going to be an important game right off the bat because um, if you lose that game, you're obviously zero and one, and then your next two games in the group stage are home against Dallas and home against Denver, two teams that are off to great starts. So 
you definitely want to beat Houston, start off 1-0, and going into a couple teams that look like juggernauts early in the season. You got the Hawks, you got the Nuggets, you got the T-Wolves, you got the Rockets, Mavs, Mavs again, Nuggets again, T-Wolves again. So you're going to find out about this team pretty early. It seems like as, as many growing pains as they may be trying to work out, uh, you're, you're going to find out about the identity of this Pelicans team, and hopefully that grit shows up and they're able to weather that storm uh, when things sort of lighten up. But it's going to be a fun season, man. And, and like we said, we've got a lot of new uh, moving parts here and a lot of things to keep eyes on. So uh, the gym formation is going to keep on rolling, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that injury report out later today, I believe. Yeah, it's usually the deadline is 5 p.m. local time the day before a game of the injury report. We usually will get it maybe around 4.30, somewhere in the 4 o'clock hour. So we'll get an update on Brandon Ingram in terms of what his status is for the Saturday game against Atlanta, whether that's changed. He's been questionable the last couple games, um, hasn't been able to get onto the floor. Um, you mentioned, by the way, too, the, the, the stretch of schedule coming up. Not only, I think, is it going to be a really good test, but after this Atlanta game, you have – uh, like 10 to 12 consecutive games against Western teams. Yeah. So you're talking a very important stretch of the schedule, even though we're all, we're still only in, in November. That's and we're where still you can make some early. hay. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, but, uh, but it start the stretch starts with Atlanta on Saturday. Um, just wanted to mention matchup to watch for me um, in the keys to the game is going to be Jonas Valanciunas versus yes. Clint Capella at center Two you know, more conventional traditional centers that do a lot of damage around the basket. Clint Capella is a big time, um, alley-oop lob threat. So that's something that Pelicans are going to have to look out for. Yep. Um, Jonas coming off a great game against Detroit. He had 23 points, 13 rebounds, five assists, three blocks. I mean, that might've been, I'm growing my Jonas beard, dude. Yeah, I mean, you that, should. He, he did it. That's one of the best all around games that he's had since he's yeah. been in new Orleans. He's had a lot of 2010 games and a lot of games where he's been a great scorer in the paint and grabbing every rebound in sight. But he also, like I said, blocked three shots. Herb Jones had four to, to help out in that category a ton. Um, but, yeah, Jonas is rolling coming into this this game against Clint yeah. Capella. And then Monday he's got Jokic in Denver. Uh, Wednesday he's got um, Gobert in Towns with Minnesota. So um, he that might be uh, – that might be a player to watch on Monday. We'll see that just a little tease there. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but now that I'm thinking in my head and I'm going through in my head, all of these matchups that, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, this is, but this will be uh this will be fun on Saturday against the Hawks. A lot of good guard matchups as yeah. well, but I thought I would go with uh, Valanchunas versus Capella. Well, he deserves it, man. He's been playing great and it's great to see. So get ready. Pelicans fans get into the smoothie King center tomorrow at home. We want to see you loud and proud wearing your Pels gear you got to get to your first uh, look at that uh, City Edition beanie. Uh, that's going to be the giveaway. So if you want to check out that neon beanie, it is very cool. Uh, that is the giveaway. So get there early. You can check out the action on Bally's and, of course, on the radio on 99.5 WRNO. They'll also be wearing the City uniforms for the first ah, time yes. in that Atlanta game as Good well. Call. So you can kind of uh, get to see those on the court. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Saw a few people in the stands already with that with those yeah. jerseys last night, which was cool. Like, where are they? On the, the dark web or something? They got <laughs> it quick. Uh, but, man, yeah, we want to see you out in your jerseys. So get loud. Uh, get into the Smoothie King Center. Cheer for your pals. Let's get this season rolling. Big thanks to Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, big thanks to Mr. Daniel Salison. Boy, have we missed him. And big thanks to you for listening to the Pelicans podcast. Please tell your friends and pals and spread the word. We will talk to you once again on Monday. And until then, oh, Jim, I'm not feeling too great. You may have to handle it.
Go Pels! Yes! Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 